Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, hey, where you been? Buckeye talk is about to begin. Hey, 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 come on in. Welcome back to your Wednesday Buckeye talk from Cleveland.com. Happy Valentine's Day late and i'm getting this to you late i did not get it done on valentine's it was my intention to do so and i didn't so we're celebrating it the day after with anti rants this is why you love ohio state football because we can't we just can't can't be mad well we can't i mean it's not healthy it's not good one day a year we'll be nice and we'll be happy right at least you should be i'm my own problem but what i did is i asked our i asked our loyal tech subscribers to send in what you love about being an Ohio State football fan. What you love about the Ohio State Buckeyes. So guess what? Lots of good stories about family, about family connections, about connections to strangers, about feelings of home that Ohio State football brings you. There's a lot of it that applies across any team and any sport, but there also is a lot of it that's specific to Ohio State. So we're going to run through these. I hope it just makes you feel connected. Gives you a little lift, reminds you in this offseason of why you love this team that you listen to this podcast about, that I know a lot of you say you listen to multiple podcasts, you read a bunch of stuff, you talk about it with your friends and family all the time, your tech subscribers. Ohio State football is not just a part of your life on Saturdays in the fall. If you're doing this, Ohio State football is part of your life maybe every day, or certainly most days. One of the things is winning, and I think it is a good reminder about this. And and there are a lot of people who did send in and said, listen, man, like this is winning is fun. And you know what? That's that's allowed. I'm, I'm going to give you that one from the 513. As a Cincinnati guy, I had to wait 32 years for the Bengals to be good. The Reds have been terrible since they won the World Series in 1990. Ohio State is never even OK. They're always good. My son was born on October 1st, 2022, and I cannot wait to share the blessing that being an Ohio State fan is. My dad is 63, and he's never seen Ohio State be bad. Living in Cincinnati made me appreciate the 10 almost guaranteed winning Saturdays every year. That's real. And I do think for some people, you know, heartache can make you feel loyal to a team, but it also can make you sad in your daily life. And so winning is nice. My favorite thing about being a Buckeye fan is that they don't make me miserable like the Browns do year in and year out. This is from the 440. 
Even if they fall short, the Buckeyes do it without the drama and utter incompetence. You can hear, you can feel the anger. So I got to give this to the Browns podcast so they can use this as a regular rant. For Ohio State, it's an anti-rant. The Buckeyes do it without the drama and utter incompetence by which the Browns regularly demonstrate. I largely became a Buckeye fan to replace the void the Browns left. I'll take falling short to teams like Georgia and Bama rather than being a crap show that is in Berea constantly. And I've always said that since I started at Cleveland.com. I think Ohio State, we at Cleveland.com view Ohio State as the fourth pro team in Cleveland. And that's because... I think it was enhanced by how bad the Browns were, that if you wanted to root for winning football, this was your option. And so I think it has filled that for a lot of people. And that's great. This is Terry from North Carolina. We have it so good. We are spoiled. For decades now, we start each year optimistic about a possible national championship. There are only a handful of teams that can truly say that. Many fans, year in and year out, know they have no prayer of competing at that elite level. We have excellent coaches, staff, facilities, and players every single year. The players we complain about are head and shoulders above most. The losses we complain about are games others can't even dream of competing in. So I do think sometimes it's it's, uh, worthwhile to acknowledge maybe being spoiled. And spoiled like in the great way. From the 3-3-0, I love that I get to care about college football every Saturday. I can't think of a Saturday in September, October, and November of the last decade that didn't matter for Ohio State. Maybe 2017 after the Iowa loss. That was the second loss that year. But we weren't technically out of it yet. Overall, I love being spoiled. That's Ryan in Denver. And I, like I always say, I know there's some frustration. I added up some stuff over the decades. You know, Ohio State has not stacked national championships like teams like Alabama, But I just think being in the mix, being in the mix every Saturday, especially in an era where the playoff and the national championship is enhanced, that possibility of being in that discussion, I think, just makes it so much more fun. I love that Ohio State is always in the mix as one of the top programs in college football. They have a rich history, and I've made great choices at head coach, and it shows. That's Eli from the 302. Scott from the 804, originally from the 513, but now living in Richmond, Virginia. I have four children, and for their entire lives, I've let my Ohio Cincinnati fandom create the teams they've rooted for. I grew up an Ohio State fan and was a fan of both the Reds and Bengals. Obviously, the Bengals are good right now, but thank goodness for the Buckeyes throughout all those years of mostly mediocre to poor Reds and Bengals teams. I love that my kids have had a team that they can count on, that they've been able to consistently get excited for. I can strut around school with merch on and be proud a good team to count on i think is is a nice way to think about that from the 585 i love that since first stepping foot on campus as a freshman in 2004 i've always had a compelling football team to follow and cheer for without any serious dips discounting 2011 which you're allowed to do that was a weird year from the 865, as a fan of the of the ohio state for over 50 years i have never had to endure my buckeyes being absolutely horrible Some people have no idea what other fan bases have gone through. For that, I am very thankful. That is what I love about the Buckeyes. One more on the always good standard. From the 513, this is an anti-rant. What I love about being a fan of Ohio State, in short, how good they are. To elaborate a bit more, I am born and raised in Cincinnati. I grew up a Reds fan, a Bengals fan, and a Buckeye fan. I have carried those fandoms into adulthood. Everyone knows the Reds are a joke. The Bengals, other than their recent turnaround, were never viewed nationally as anything other than an 8-8 eight eight team. Ohio State provides a safe haven for me. I have been a fan for 20 years, and it still shocks me when the national media say Alabama and Ohio State in the same breath. I genuinely forget how good they are sometimes. 
To have such a continually dominant program to cheer for is awesome, and to have a real reason for my fandom. That no offense to bandwagon fans, but this is you know when you're in it the whole way and they're your guys. It's incredible. Since 2000, no team has come close to being year after year dominant the way that Ohio State has, including Alabama. 2000 to 2007 was pretty rough for them. I'm just thankful to have a team that I don't have to worry about every time a game day rolls around. Thanks for the Rants Pod and all the pods. That's Alex in Cincy. So um, I did a little math, and this is just some shorthand. I, I couldn't do it for everybody, but this showed me, not that we didn't know it, but we have a wide range of fans here listening on Buckeye Talk. And we have a wide range of, uh, of people in the texters. So this is what I did. I, I broke it down in 10-year increments. And this is a reminder of what it is like to root for a good team. So if you have been an Ohio State fan for 10 years, if you've been an Ohio State fan for 10 years as we record this, you are 116 and 15. 116 wins and 15 losses if you've been a fan for 10 years and you're 7-2 and two against Michigan. If you've been an Ohio State fan for 20 years, you are 2-19 and 39, 15-4 against Michigan. If you are an Ohio State fan for 30 years, you are 3-16, and 1. 3-16, and 1, and you're 19-10 and 10 against Michigan. If you've been an Ohio State fan for 40 years, you are 394, 103, and 5. 394, 103, and 5. It's almost 4-1. to one. Wins to losses. And you are 21, 17, and 1 against Michigan. So that started to get a little rough, but you still have a winning record against Michigan if you've been a fan for 40 years. 50-year fan. Now we're going back, right? We are, we're getting back there now. We're getting back to the early 70s. 50-year fan, you are 488, 125, and 8. And you are 26, 21, and 2 against Michigan if you've been a fan for 50 years. And if you have been a fan for 60 years, now we're back to the early 60s, right? We're pre-Super Softs now. And we certainly have people that we'll read from later that have been fans that long who listen to this podcast. You are 559, 148, and 9. And you are 32, 25, and 2 against Michigan. So if you have if you've been a fan for 60 years, you're well over 500 wins. And there are people out there who have been a fan for longer than than 60 years. You're you're you might have been a part of 600 Ohio State wins in your life. So think about that. I mean, I I just think sometimes it's good to take a step back and to think for 60 years I've had 559 good days and 148 where I've been a little down cuz Ohio State lost. That's a good ratio, right? You take that ratio. Give that ratio to, again, like any other fan base around, and you'd take it. So I think that is worthy to be reminded of. This is from the 614. I do love how seriously we take the rivalry game and our position in it. Ohio State is the everyman's team, while the school up north is Michigan or a bunch of elite wannabes. That's about as nice as I can be on that subject. A lot of ranting is done about not living up to the standard, but I love how high the standard is. So the idea that you feel like an everyman with the high standard, that's a kind of a good combination. From the 615, I love how I always freak out about the unknown, and the Buckeyes are still playoff contenders every year. So I think it does ease the freak out when you know, eh, it's going to be okay. It's probably going to be okay. From the 360, being in the Navy, and we did hear from multiple military people, which is great. 
Being in the Navy with a bunch of SEC fans, the best part about being a Buckeye is knowing you can have legitimate debate with them about competitiveness and quality of the football program. The sense of pride seeing the silver helmets run onto the field littered with leaves is a sense of pride I'll never, uh, I'll always cherish. Love my Buckeyes from the 360. So being good, you know, I don't know. I think we, we got to be realistic about this, right? This is, this is a, a reason people come to this team. Another reason that I loved is there are people who come to this team because they are um, persnickety, right? There are multiple people who send in that I became an Ohio State fan because people I knew liked somebody else or people I knew disliked Ohio State. And I do think that the love-hate, it's great to be part of a big fan base that people love a program and it and it bonds you together but i also there are plenty of you that love the idea that other people then hate ohio state and that sort of helped maybe drive you some of you to be a buckeye fan i love being a buckeye fan because it is polarizing this is from the 704 i either hear people yell oh or i am told how much they hate the buckeyes no win between but more love than hate either way it always sparks a conversation or debate and i love it that's Bill in North Carolina. So that's some love, but that's also that's a little bit of hate. From the 937, my family has been Buckeye fans my whole life, but what really pushed me to fandom was having a second grade teacher, Miss Wise, who was a big Michigan fan. From then on, I have been a diehard Buckeye fan and was sure to watch every football game and any other sport they played on Dayton TV. Then both my brothers and sister went to Ohio State, so I always told people I had no choice to go there, even though it was a goal of mine my whole life. Made some of the best friends while in school. That will last a lifetime. Time and change will surely show how firm thy friendship, Ohio. Go Bucks! That's Stephen from Columbus. So Miss Wise, the Michigan fan, helped uh, helped increase that love of Ohio State. This one's fun. From the 715, it's Ivan in Wisconsin. So many things to love about being a Buckeye fan. Yearly national contender, exciting recruiting news, best rivalry in sports, and a fan base that is passionate and rallies behind our team when it's perceived that the whole world is against it. What I enjoy is being a Buckeye fan in Wisconsin and being the enemy of my Badger-loving friends and family. The stakes are high for every game for me. If the Buckeyes are only up 10 in the second quarter against Indiana's or our team like that, I'll be hearing about it from everyone. But what I love the most is how the Buckeyes constantly give something for my dad and I to talk about. We have a great relationship and spend a good amount of time hunting and fishing together. But as my family grows, my spare time shrinks. And some weekends in the fall, if we don't get out in the marsh, I know that by the end of the first quarter, quarter I'll have his analysis of my, quote, overrated Ohio team waiting for me as soon as the commercial break. Ironically, it's his fault I love Ohio State. When the Buckeyes played the Hurricanes in the national championship, I asked him, who do we want to win? And he said Ohio State because of Big Ten allegiance. How about that? A Badger saying Big Ten Allegiance in 2003. Pretty cool. And I fell for the program that night. While we don't say I love you often, like some fathers and sons, we do say the Badgers game should be televised in black and white, the way their offense operates. And Ohio State bought and paid for those players. Of course they're good. And for me, that is basically an I love you. So that version for Ivan in Wisconsin, his version of I love you is is he and his dad taunting each other about Ohio State and Wisconsin football. What's better than that? What could be better than that? From the 574, this is a Notre Dame one. I live in South Bend, so my whole family and everyone I know are Notre Dame fans. 
So I was too by default as I started watching football in the 06 season, but I started to really enjoy watching the best team in the country who had the best player. Ohio State had my attention from the time I was nine years old watching football for the first time, and I became more and more of a fan as the years went on. And all of the Notre Dame fans constantly telling me Ohio State was going to lose every game they played because Notre Dame fans are somewhat delusional just pushed me to be more of a fan. And it all culminated in 2014, my senior year, when everyone was telling me they had no chance to beat Bama or Oregon. So all these Notre Dame people saying, Ohio State, no chance. And you make sure love stronger. Ohio State football is a part of my life. And I finally got the chance to visit Columbus and Ohio Stadium last year at the spring game, where my wife and I found out we were pregnant with our daughter while we were at the hotel. She was born in December. We are trying to figure out how to go again, but leaving your three-month-old child is not ideal, but I'm hoping we can make it work. Just wait another year. She can come with you. Also, love this podcast and you guys giving me my daily dose of something I hold so dear and near to my heart. So that is just great. Can you, You're at the spring game. You're an Ohio State fan. You're at the spring game. You find out you're pregnant. Awesome. Congratulations uh, to you and your family. So they're, they're, that's, not, that's not small. There are just people who, I mean, and I've heard that a lot, and sometimes you hear that from Michigan fans, too. Is that Brady Hoke's story? Grew up in Dayton, and everybody liked Ohio State, so he decided to like Michigan. There's some of you who just have that anti-thing of, like, if everybody's doing one thing, I want to do the other. And doing the other, maybe where you were or who you were surrounded by, brought you to Ohio State. So Ohio State can be a thing that bonds you to the people around you, but it also could be a thing that like makes you uh, want to stick it to the people around you. I'm trying to have the love. I know it's a day late. It's a day late. It's the day after Valentine's Day. But still, we should have the love, but some of the things you guys love is being anti-somebody else. Okay, quick break. When we come back, we'll get into more of why you guys love the Buckeyes and being an Ohio State fan next on Buckeye Talk. And we're back on Buckeye Talk. Tradition, right? That matters. From the 602, I love that you can return to Ohio Stadium after after a 25-year absence and feel like you never left. I left Ohio shortly after graduating college from Ohio University. My college years were the Archie years. We'd make the trip up from Athens a couple times a season for games. The last game I attended in those days was a loss to Oklahoma in 77. For the next 25 years, I was living in Florida than Arizona, thinking that if I was ever in the neighborhood in the fall, I'd go to Columbus to see a game. But that never happened. Finally, in 02, my wife and I decided to make a special trip to a game, Indiana, because after 25 years, I was not going to go see a loss. With a couple exceptions, everything was just as I left it. Yeah, the South stands and field seats were permanent now, and the scoreboard was new, but watching the band do the same ramp entrance from my youth gave me a lump in my throat. The flag raising, the music, the uniforms, the team taking the field hadn't changed at all. I felt like no time had passed. I'm 69 now, and I go back every year or two, most recently for the Notre Dame game with my daughter, her first game in Columbus. It always feels like going home. That's Jeff in Arizona. This is, I think, a really good point, and this this next texture feels the same way. From the 315, I'm an alum, but I've been a fan my whole life since my dad went to school there. Despite some heavy heartbreak in recent history, and now it admittedly feels weird to root for a team entirely younger than me, I will always love being a fan for many reasons. I love how many things evolve, yet some will always stay the same. Some things are almost unrecognizable. I grew up in the Jim Trestle defense special teams oriented strategy era. Now NIL, transfer portal, conference realignment, the whole thing. However, the coolest traditions are the ones that always last. The band always does the Buckeye Battle Cry and Script Ohio 10 minutes before the game. 
Michigan is always up last and is the culmination of a season of buildup. Gold pants, Buckeye leaves, Buckeye Grove, Carmen, Ohio, also cool. How can I also not mention team performance? No, we did not win it all every year. Lately, we've had some great teams with disappointing endings. However, one cannot deny how great it always is to be in the mix. Even if we don't win, there's always it always feels like there's a chance. There is an inherent excitement, nervousness, passion that comes with it. Lastly, my favorite part is the connection with people who are very important to me. My girlfriend, also an alum, and I go to Ohio State Bar for almost every game, and we have an immediate connection with almost everyone there. For the Notre Dame game last year, I hosted a backyard tailgate and got to meet up with friends from school I haven't spoken to in a long time. For the Michigan game, we got an Airbnb and had Thanksgiving with extended family. So I do like that. I like all of that. But that idea of things that evolve and things that stay the same, I do think college football does a pretty good job with this. And, and sometimes I get frustrated, you know, talking about, if people are against, you know, NIL or, or against different things, it feels like, listen, man, we got to move into the modern era on some of this stuff. But I do think Ohio State, and a, and a lot of places, but Ohio State does a good job holding on to some of those things that make you feel like, I just got dropped in. Am I in the current era? Am I 10 years ago? Am I 20? Am I 30? Am I 40? Because of the things that make Ohio State, Ohio State. And, and part of that is the game day experience. And I think that really matters. And I think that is a great like connection for people. Someone mentioned that, how good the game day itself is at Ohio State. Ohio State game day is a fantastic experience that I'm thankful for. The players step off, the rally, the Saint, the rally at St. John, the, the, the skull session, uh, the tailgates, not to mention the game with Tabittle, right? You get the band. Yeah, and then you, then you get to meet friends and watch more football and digest how Ohio State played. My favorite saying, Ohio State football really disappoints. Go Bucks. That's from the 216. I do think, I think the game day matters because I do just think, I do just think Ohio State pulls it off pretty well. That when you go there, there are a lot of things. Now, listen, sometimes, I mean, if Ohio State loses in your disappointment, I get that. If Ohio State, I don't know, plays a boring game and blaze, blows somebody out, but I do think sometimes. Your entertainment dollar is something that, you know, entertainment costs a lot of money. And a football game is entertainment. And it's really disappointing to spend your money on something, be excited for something, and then go see it. And it's not as good as you hoped. Whether that's a concert, whether that's a play, whether that's a movie, whether that's a sporting event. And I just, I think Ohio State with the full game day package, and then again, you know, your 559, 148, and 9 in the last 60 years comes through for the money more often than not. That would be a bad, it'd be an interesting book I talk. Like you're the the worst Ohio State game day experience you ever had, whatever it is. Like a blowout, something got screwy at your tailgate, you know, a heartbreaking loss, whatever. We're not gonna do that. But anyway. From the 937, this is Bryce. I'm 20 years old and have only ever known Buckeye football. I think the thing I love most is the traditions, not only for the program, but from my family. Me and my dad and my grandfather are all huge Buckeye fans, and going to a game is like a pilgrimage to a holy site. Being my age, I only know a successful football team, and the bare minimum requirement is making it to the playoff and beating Michigan. If those two things aren't accomplished, then it's a blemish to the season. And I understand some people think it's unrealistic, but having the talent and coaching staff we have, it should be an annual event. Meeting other fans is always a pleasure, and because Ohio State is a national brand, you can go to pretty much 49 states, excluding Michigan, and find a friend. This really is a great fan base with insane yearly talent, and it's truly great 
to be a Buckeye. I really like the idea of the holy pilgrimage uh, to Ohio Stadium. I thought that was great. From the 216, honestly, I've been a Buckeye fan my whole life since I've been around four years old. And the reason why is honestly pretty simple. They won and they wore red. Well, scarlet. Seriously, as someone born in 1987, to my six-year-old mind, the best teams all wore red. The 49ers wore red, the Bulls and Michael Jordan wore red. So I just put two and two together and that red equaled winner. Plus my earliest Bucks memory is them just beating the crap out of Rice. <laughs> I became a fan because they beat the crap out of Rice. How about that? Colors matter. Colors matter. This, I think, is an important thing because we do have a lot of alums that listen. But we also have a lot of people who love Ohio State who did not go to Ohio State. From the 614, hey, Doug, I went to a smaller college for financial reasons and the ability to run track in college. I'm 43, been a fan all my life, graduated from a different college. Being a Buckeye fan from Ohio, you never have to explain why. You grow up with it and it stays with you. Nobody asks why because I didn't go there. I think that is a great part of this. I, I, I For people who, who did go to Ohio State or did go to any college, and then you have that connection, that's fantastic. And that is something that's unlike most pro sport connections. But it should not be exclusionary. It should not be exclusive. It should not be a thing that's like, oh, you didn't go here. It's weird that you root for us. That's, I don't, that's not right. You should be able to feel a connection to any team that you choose to put your passion into. And I do think, again, Ohio State's place in Ohio does a, does a good job of that. And I think that matters. And I, and I think anybody who wants to feel connected to Ohio State should feel connected. And I do think you're able to. I, I, I don't know. I would be... I guess you're not listening. It's like people who felt like, oh, I tried to root for Ohio State and everybody was a jerk to me and I felt like rejected by Ohio State or rejected by the fan base. I don't know. I guess those people then aren't fans and then we wouldn't hear from them. But I do feel like it's pretty open, uh, welcoming. And it's such a big fan base and it's so throughout Ohio. And there's so many stories from people who got it from their families out in the world that I think you can come to Ohio State fandom in a variety of ways, and Ohio State will take you, and I think that's a really good thing. Connection to home, right, is a big thing that people send in about. Whether it's a home that you once lived in, you once lived in Ohio, lived in Columbus, went to school in Columbus, and then moved away, or whether maybe it was a home for someone else in your family, and even if you never lived here, it gives you that connection that it makes you feel like you're home. When you watch Ohio State or think about Ohio State, that's real. From the 425, Oliver Wendell Holmes once said, Where we love is home. Home that our feet may leave, but not our hearts. I don't know if Oliver Wendell Holmes actually said that or not. I'll trust the texter. Brian in the 425, I trust you, man. If you're hanging me out the drive with fake Oliver Wendell Holmes quotes, then I guess that's on me. But I don't think you would do that. It seems silly, but for people like me who grew up in Columbus, went to Ohio State, and then left for a life and career thousands of miles away, it can be hard to be so far from the people and places you love there at home. It's even harder to come back year after year and see how rapidly the things I love there change or go away. For me, Ohio State football, and subsequently your podcast, that's very nice, keeps me connected to the warm and positive feeling of home as I remember it from my youth. Even if all other things from home change, the intense joy when they win or the sting of the losses are feelings that don't go away. And those feelings are the essential nostalgia that keep me grounded on where I come from to give me hope and perspective when life isn't going so well. Yes, these are just kids playing a game. 
and life goes on whether they win or lose. But having this nostalgic experience, the colors, the band, the scenes, the emotion, the bonding with like minds is something to be grateful for and something that I won't ever take for granted. Brian in the 425. Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. From the 614, for me, Ohio State football represents more than just a college football team. It serves as a representation of what it means to have a connection to Ohio. And the camaraderie and passion that comes with being a big Buckeye fan is something that can never be taken away. I lived most of my life in Columbus and five years ago moved to Charleston, South Carolina. I love living on the coast, but there's something that I will always romanticize about the cold, gritty Midwestern fall and winter. Yes, the weather stinks, but it instills a sort of toughness that I'm thankful for. The frozen cornfields, Christmas lights in German Village, Beaning Wells running for 222 yards in disgusting weather. It all goes hand in hand for me. Big Ten football represents a toughness that just doesn't really exist here in SEC-ACC country. Although I didn't graduate from Ohio State, I did attend for a hot minute. I have a deep love for the university, the city of Columbus, and everything that I still feel for that culture. My daughter was born at Ohio State. She passed away at Ohio State. My better half worked at Ohio State. She got her undergrad from Ohio State. That university, that campus, and that football program epitomize everything that I grew up with and everything that I hold dear. I live 700 miles away on a beach now, but I will always be a loud and proud Buckeye. That's Scott in Charleston, South Carolina. I appreciate people sharing stuff like this, you know? I hope you guys feel it. This is Eddie in Denver. My favorite thing is the energy around Columbus during the season. I don't believe many teams of any sport have the passion and constant attention of a city and state like Ohio State football. I moved to Denver in 2014 during the Broncos Super Bowl season, and it made me like the Broncos because that feeling was there. If you want to immerse yourself in it, you can because it's omnipresent in Columbus. It has to be the combination of the size of the city, Midwest love of football, and how it's culture and how it's a culture that we all are raised on. It's a beautiful thing that has few comparisons. Some teams have been more successful as of late, but no teams bring together the fan base like the Ohio State. That's Eddie in Denver. This is another one from California from the 626. Ohio State football means so much to me, I probably can't put it into words, but I'll try. I don't live in Ohio, nor have I ever lived there. I was born and raised in Southern California. And I am currently a sophomore in college. My mother went to grad school at Ohio State in the mid-90s and moved back to SoCal a little later on. I can't quite remember exactly when she introduced me to Ohio State football, but I think it was around 2013 or 14. What a great time to be introduced. And ever since, I have loved this team more than most things in my life. I love this team because of obviously the football, but more than that, I love it because of the emotion it gives me during almost every Saturday during the fall. It's the excitement and unavoidable nerves before and during the games and me having to have hot tea during the game and sit in the exact same position until the game is done or something bad will happen. The 626 Xander and SoCal, you're not the only person with those superstitions. I think we all love this team because of not only the enjoyment it gives us, but what it brings out of us, good or bad. I have never been to an Ohio State game, but I feel like I am at the horseshoe when they play at home because of the indescribable feeling I get when I watch my Ohio State Buckeyes. Go Bucks! always and forever. Xander from SoCal. That, see, that's, that's never lived in Ohio, did not go to this school, have never been in the shoe, but you feel that? That's something. That's something. Come on. That's something. Again, this is this is a, a nationwide connection. It's a, it's a, a home feeling. Uh, I, I mentioned that we got kind of multiple things um, from some people in the military. 
This is from the 513. I love the fact that Buckeye Nation is truly nationwide. I've been in the military for 10 years now and stationed in Texas, Missouri, Georgia, and South Carolina. No matter where I go, I know when I wear a piece of Buckeye gear, I will undoubtedly get an OH or a Go Bucks. And I literally mean every time. I'm proud to wear my Ohio State gear everywhere that I go. And I'm proud to fly my Buckeye flag on every game day. Everywhere feels like Buckeye country to me. So... Um, this is this home thing I think was important, but there's also this part of it, this connection to strangers that people really feel. And we've heard that before. I think we did one time like where you see like Ohio State gear and do you wear Ohio State gear on vacation? And a lot of people responded to that. I think that's real. And People like having sort of an icebreaker. You have an icebreaker in life in a lot of situations when you have a passion for a team with a fan base this big. This is our guy Joseph in Atlanta. I love just how big the fan base is across the country and how the team matters. I live hundreds of miles from Ohio, and yet the vast majority of times that I wear an Ohio State jacket or sweatshirt or polo out around town, someone will yell OH or go Bucks or come up to chat football. And the same applies when I wear Buckeye stuff while traveling, while visiting other cities, even while visiting other countries. It's just an amazing feeling to have that instant bond with people no matter where I am. Instant bond, I think, is a nice way uh, of talking about that. From the 804, I love a lot about Ohio State football, the stadium, the band, the tradition, and the great history. I also love the excellence that all Ohioans can point to when defending our great state, as I have to do here in Virginia. I also like how Bucks football connects people. I see t-shirts and license plate referrals to Ohio State, and you immediately can engage with strangers. It's great. Again, that's from the 804. This uh, this larger community, again, is something that a lot of you feel. I love being part of a community who loves the Buckeyes win or lose, even though we complain a lot. And I enjoy that it's led by the three of you from the 404. Well, that's very nice. Thank you for saying that. So the community thing, right? That's real. This is the Brotherhood from the 513. I became a fan because my dad loved watching them play and we would watch the games together. I remember watching them beat Miami in the national championship and I will never forget it. Then I ended up becoming an obsessed fan because of the passion behind the fandom. Some good, some bad. I root for these players after they leave the university. Even though I'm not a part of the Brotherhood, it feels like I am. I also like a lot of the people covering this team, which makes it more enjoyable. I do think it's a good group. I do think it's a good, it's a wide range. I do think the coverage helps a little bit. It's not why you guys love it, but I do think there's so many outlets for you guys to engage in that coverage that I think it, in this day and age, it helps enhance it a little bit. You don't have to, oh my gosh, can you imagine? You don't have to search very hard to find interesting, fun, good Ohio State coverage. So this big fan base, I do think is part of it too, because it's fun to be part of like a big army. And a lot of you express that. From the 614, I love being a fan of Ohio State because I get to root for so many elite sports on the campus and athletes participating in those sports. I also love how big our fan base is and how interactive everybody is, regardless of negativity or positivity, because it shows how much passion everybody has and how much we care. Also, scarlet and gray is the best color combination from the 614. I love that being a Buckeye fans means you are part of a bigger family. I've run into people all across the U.S., Asia and Europe wearing Ohio State gear, and we inevitably share the call and answer of OHIO, despite being complete strangers. That is pretty crazy, right? That call and response, like what else What else could you have where you have that kind of thing that you could say that um, to strangers? So I think, 
I think that's really important. Um, let's see. This one I liked is Ohio State's a drug from 309. Ohio State football is a drug. I became a fan totally at random when I was in eighth grade. I watched every second of the national title two years later and even was at Illinois in person for double OT. I stormed the field in 04 when they beat Michigan in Troy's coming out party. I am hooked. I am now 35. I indoctrinated my wife while we were dating and she got hooked in 14 as we watched Zeke scamper to glory. I have three kids and I'm busy a lot and often think, should I, as a grown man and father, invest this much time, effort, and energy into kids and wait on pins and needles as 18-year-olds make their decision of where to go? It's a good question to ask. But like any drug, I literally can't stop. My two boys, six and four, refer to the team as the Go Bucks, and we are now Bears fans because of Justin Fields. We only called Michigan the poopy ones at our house. And these last few years, we have been tortured. My hope is to take the boys and my wife to a game next year and further cement their addiction as well. We love the Bucks and wouldn't have it any other way. That's Jack in Peoria. The idea of Ohio State as a drug, I found I found very um, enticing. Here's some. There's some connections that you guys have to moments in your lives from the 217. I graduated from Ohio State in 1982 and the University of Illinois in 84 and 88, but always, always root for Ohio State. The first date I went on with my future wife, also an Ohio State grad, was at an Ohio State-Illinois football game in 1990. Ohio State lost and we were both disappointed. I was on good behavior and did not show too much anger because the romance continued and we got married. That's Gary in the 217. P.S. Ohio State lost the next two home games against Illinois, 92 and 94. Also lost in 99 and 01. I am now a professor at the University of Illinois, and we no longer play off in a disappointment to me. So this is, he's got an Ohio State degree and an Illinois, a couple of Illinois degrees. He's a professor at Illinois, but he's still an Ohio State fan. People have these connections. From the 516, I love rooting for something that I am truly connected to. Most of us are fans of pro sports, and although I have rooted for those teams for longer, there is something visceral and unique about the connection to one's college team. We can't say we were Bengals or Eagles or Giants, but in a way, we were Buckeyes. Every weekend, it brings me back to the feeling of my freshman year, walking to the shoe for the first time, and it simultaneously brings me a feeling of calm comfort and chills of excitement. These jolly days of priceless worth, by far the gladdest days on earth. That's Lloyd in the 516. Right? When you had that, I said, you don't have to be an alum to enjoy this. But when you did, when you were at that school, sometimes like it makes you feel like you're back at school sometimes, which is, I think we all like reasons to feel young. We all like reasons to feel young, right? Or is it just me? From the 864, I graduated from Ohio State in 1966. While a student, I sat in Ohio Stadium for many football games. I'm still a fan at age 79. That's a long time. That's a 60-year fan right there from the 864. So I hope I hope all of you get to be fans uh, of this program for 60 years. That's awesome. I love how I get to know and root for these amazing athletes and coaches at the highest levels possible. I feel their pain when they lose, and I share their joy when they win. They are kind of my friends. Laugh out loud. Dale from New Middletown and 330. Um, I do think you can feel that. So back in the older days, like coaches and athletes were more like regular people, right? It's like, oh, I'm a, I'm a major league sports player. I'm a, I'm a football player, a baseball player in the offseason. I sell insurance and it's not that way anymore. But the coverage is so enhanced that I do sometimes feel like it does feel like you guys can get to know them a little bit. And I do think that personal connection definitely can enhance this. Here's a personal connection. My Ohio State story from the 330. In 1959 and 60, my uncle was a coach on Woody's staff, Gordon Larson. 
coached there the same time as Bo, spent a week at their house during the summer, and one night went to a booster picnic where I met Woody and several players. I was a skinny eighth grader, completely in awe of these players. Met Jim Houston, a fullback named Bob White, Jim Herbstreet, and several others. Been a fervent Buckeye ever since. It's kind of cool to meet Woody and the gang, right? Nick from the three, uh, 937 here, just something superstitious that I do every year. At my parents' place, there's buckeye trees that grow all along their driveway. And for the past few years, I've collected you, this story. This is We're going to find out what happened here this, this past couple seasons. It's Nick's fault. Nick is taking the blame here. Get ready. For the past few years, I've collected numerous amounts of buckeyes, not knowing what I'm going to do with them. But the very first one I find, I save separate, along with the one I find to be the nicest. Those are then used as my, quote, lucky Buckeyes. They go with me everywhere on game days, whether it's to a bar, my buddy's house, or the shoe. But for the last two years, I have misplaced at least one of them. And for that, I take full responsibility of the Michigan games and partially the Georgia game. Nick is gathering lucky Buckeyes and losing them. I also forgot to take them with me when I went on vacation during Oregon week two years ago. Sorry, Buckeye Nation. I vow to keep the ones this year safe so Marvin and my boy Tommy will get a championship. Well, you better, Nick. I like I like that you're admitting it. But um, I don't think... I You can't pick a lucky Buckeye and then lose it. You are setting yourself up for failure. So if you're going to deem something lucky, you have to hold on to it. It's okay. We're not mad. It's okay, Nick. This is Renee. Hi, my name is Renee Jackson. I've been a fan of Buckeye since 1970. When I went to college there, they weren't all that great at the moment, but they got much better. And I watched them with infatuation every single game. I also watched the basketball game, but not with as much enthusiasm. Thank you from the 216. That's Renee. Right? You go and it's part of your life for the rest of your life. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Justin from the 513. Ohio born and raised. My first Ohio State game was on September 11th, 2004 against Marshall. Mike Nugent kicked the game winning field goal as time expired. It was a day I won't ever forget. The chills of seeing and hearing over 100,000 fans to Biddle doing Script Ohio and the Victory Bell, so good. It was my first year at Ohio State transferring in. Up to that point, I liked college football, but I wasn't a diehard. I started at Ohio State that fall, and it's been coursing through my blood ever since. Five years at Ohio State and four years of season tickets. In 2006, my seats were nine rows behind the band for the game of the century. My friends stormed the field, but I stayed to watch the Sea of Red take over the turf. And I don't regret it one bit. Uh, They sent the picture, and it's awesome. I've tried to, they took the picture of the field with everybody on it. I've tried to go to a game every year since graduating in 09, but I've never missed watching a game. Every win and every heartbreaking loss. I took my oldest son, who's seven, to his first game this past year against Rutgers. I want him to share the joy that I experienced watching Tabittle and the Silver Bullets take the field. It will be a yearly tradition, and it will be great for my other son to enjoy it in a couple of years, too. It's important I remember to keep my emotions in check while watching the games with them. I want to demonstrate how to enjoy the game in Ohio State and not blame the refs for the game's outcome. I love Ohio State football, and I'm blessed to understand how good they are and not to take it for granted. That's Justin from the 513. Kind of like that. I kind of like all these. This one I found interesting. From the 610, I was a student from 1968, undergrad on the GI Bill, through 1972, got a master's in international journalism. And I went to just two games those four years, usually selling my ticket for a little cash. I did see the 68 game versus number one Purdue. Buck the Foiler Makers. My goodness. Never got into the Woody teams. Go figure. Although I did play pickup basketball with the likes of John Brockington. 
along about the mid-90s, I finally woke up. Now I follow every game, every practice, every offer. Buckeye talk, Bucknuts, Rivals, Eleven Warriors, Morning Five. And I have indoctrinated my sons, not so much my wife. She's a Swarthmore grad. We've traveled from Philly to see many of a game, Michigan included. So you see, it's never too late. I like that message. It's never too late. It's never too late. You can pick it up at any time. This was a good one from a while ago. This is Kevin from the 847. I am often asked why I'm an Ohio State fan living in the northern suburbs of Chicago. My journey started in 1968 when I was eight years old. I would watch college football highlights on ABC on Sunday morning after watching Rocky and Bullwinkle. That year, Ohio State and USC highlights were shown nearly every week. I followed Ohio State as they were closer to me geographically all the way to the Rose Bowl win over O.J. Simpson and USC for the national title. I reveled in that for a year till we lost to Michigan in 69, and I experienced the anguish of a soul-crushing loss. Those highs and lows have played out for me over the last 55 years. I've shed tears of anguish and tears of joy following the Buckeyes. It is one of the primary constants of my life, and I look forward to a promise of a championship season each fall and will to the day I die. Go Bucks. Love it. There's some other people who, who came in through the Super Softs. Uh, we'll get to a couple more of those later. This was the first, first response I get. I got when I sent out the text, why do you love Ohio State? Uh, this was from the 267. Doug, one of my favorite pictures that sums up my love for Ohio State and probably fandom in general. This is from the Peach Bowl around the end of the second quarter. And it's the Apple Watch saying that your heartbeat is up. They sent the picture from the 267 of the Apple Watch. Your heart is racing. What are the things that make your heart race? Do you have things in life that make your heart race? You have to, don't you? Right? Don't you have to have something, not just the treadmill, that gets your heart pumping? If that's what Ohio State football does for you, that's a great reason to love Ohio State football. I found this one interesting for the 916. I'm an Ohio State alumni living in California. I was always a football fan, but I just followed the team loosely, would watch games, but didn't always know the entire starting lineup. I mainly just knew the handful of well-known players on the team. That was until the season was canceled in 2020. I guess you don't know what you've got until it's gone. I was so impressed by the way the team, led by Justin Fields, handled the reaction, organizing, speaking out effectively, involving their parents, and complimenting the university's stance. I just became the biggest fan and couldn't get enough news on what was happening and the players involved. Now I listen to multiple pods a day and can't get enough of Ohio State football. I'm learning now about actual football, X's and O's, and I'm always intrigued by the recruiting drama, transfer portal saga, not to mention NIL and our inexplicable flip-flop with Michigan the past few years. It's way more than just football, and I love it, and the team from the 916. You don't know what you've got till it's gone. One of the best ways to figure out how much you love something. Love it. Love it, love it, love it. From the 513, like so many Ohio-born sons, I grew up on Ohio State football. For all Saturdays after little pro football, were nearly and maybe more as important as Sunday church. That's where the obsession began for me, with family around the TV or later on at an actual game. I was 18 before I ever went to a game with my father, and I can remember distinctly being so happy and overwhelmed that I wanted to cry. I could feel that being in the stadium. Was, is, I was a part of something bigger than yourself. Being in the stadium made you feel part of something bigger than yourself, right? How many of you feel that when you go there or watch on TV? You don't have to be there. Not everybody can go, not everybody can go to Ohio State, not everybody can go to the stadium, but you can still be part of it. Bigger, uh, bigger, something, part of something bigger than yourself, part of something bigger than yourself. Again, heart racing, it's a good thing. Part of something bigger yourself, you can do that in other ways in life too. But I think that's a good thing to search for in life. This can give that to you. 
It's something that existed long before I was born and will probably exist long after my life has passed me by. Other than my wedding day and my children being born, the 06 Ohio State-Michigan game that my uncle surprised me and my dad with tickets to was one of the greatest days of my life. Memories are even sweeter now that my uncle has passed. I'll never forget that day. Love it. Uh, let's see. This is the anti-rant. Oh, man, it's going to be awful without the rants. I truly love to hate on something during Valentine's Day. That's our guy, Colin. I thought that was funny. So we're a day late, so I hope you got to hate on something else during Valentine's Day. It's funny. My happy Buckeye Tyne. Uh, a Buckeye Tyne. I like it. From the 614. I would like to give an anti-rant to Thad Mata. And the amount of fun I had as a fan during his tenure as a basketball coach, most specifically during the 606 to 14 seasons and the tournament runs he gave me and my family. This is about basketball. which is There are other outlets besides football. I used to live in downtown Indy, and my parents would come in every year for the entire Big Ten tournament. I'd take off work, and we'd go to all 13-plus games. That sounds cool. From 09 through 13, I got to watch Ohio State play in five straight Big Ten title games as a high seed and win three of them. Getting to see those games with my mom and dad and watching those great Buckeye teams and players gave memories I will always remember. My dad has passed now, and it's hard for my mom to travel, so we will never be able to recreate that magic. But every time I see Thad Mata or highlights from those teams, I remember the good. Remember the good memories and all the fun that we had following them along and cheering them to titles against some of the best competition. I still get a little teary-eyed when I see Mata on TV or rewatch some of the games on Big Ten Network. At the time, I was as big an Ohio State basketball fan as I was an Ohio State football fan, and that's saying something will be hard for any coach to capture that magic again, but I hope Holtman or whoever is next gets us close to some point. That's from Brett Kenny Stabler-Gatons and Mom and Dad. We love you, Thad. So I thought that was a lot of family connections. I'm kind of saving those. Some of those are some of the best ones, so I'm saving those a little bit. A couple more, though. My anti-rant, I'll start by saying that I wasn't even a football fan until I was in marching band my senior year of high school. I loved the high school games. I went to the same high school as Braxton Miller. And it really sparked my interest in the sport. Naturally, Ohio State being the closest major college football program, I fell in with them. My uncles and grandfather had always been fans, but it was new to me. From that point on, over the last 10 years or so, I have seen just about every Ohio State game. Ohio State football has given me endless memories through going to a couple games in person, hosting watch parties with my friends in college, and always having something to do or talk about with my dad. I would say Ohio State football has become a part of my personality and giving me memories I would not have otherwise. Is Ohio State, how much is Ohio State part of who you are? If you divide it up 100% of you, what percent of it is it Buckeye? Think about that. Maybe that's something else down the road. I don't know. Maybe it is. Maybe it's not. This was unbelievable. From the 513, it's Ryan. My dad got his degree from Ohio State, so growing up, I've been surrounded by the Buckeyes. The earliest and most vivid memory I have of becoming the diehard fan I am today was during the 2010 Rose Bowl versus Oregon. I was 11, and Devere Posey was my favorite player. I had a number eight jersey on at the time. We had a family friend over, also a huge Ohio State fan, down 17-15 in the fourth quarter. My dad said it was time to get on our knees and interlock our arms. Lo and behold, Posey catches the go-ahead touchdown, and we stay on the floor the remainder of the game. Fast forward to the 2017 Penn State game. I'm much older, but before we got the fourth down stop to win, there we were, my mom, dad, and sisters on our knees, quote, praying, and our arms interlocked. As fate would have it, I'm getting ready to graduate from Ohio State in May, and I can't wait to share my love and passion for this university to my future kids and grandkids. Love the work you do, and always go Bucks. Ryan in the 513. Family on the ground. Family on its knees. Unbelievable. 
Clint here. I'm the son of a father from Texas and the grandson of a grandfather who worked in TV broadcast for the Hawkeyes back in the 90s. As a toddler, I had my share of Hawkeyes and Longhorns gear. Thankfully, my dad was always a good sport about rooting on the local Cincinnati and Ohio teams where I was raised. Back in the 90s with basic cable, you were only going to catch a handful of games on Saturday and the Buckeyes were always on. Fast forward to 07, and I enlisted in the Air Force. From 07 to 13, Buckeye football helped me feel a strong connection to home, even though I bounced around a bit during those six years. I had buddies from all over the country, but we always got together to watch and cheer on each other's teams on Saturday. College football brings fans together like no other sport, and Buckeye football was my first love. That's Clint in the 513. Uh, Okay, we're going to get... Another break here, and then we're going to come back. We're really going to dive in on some of the other family connections. Great stuff from you guys. We'll do more next on Buckeye Talk. All right, Doug Lamarie's back. You can be a tech subscriber and get to send in stuff like this at 614-350-3315. You sign up to get a two-week free trial, four bucks a month after that. Read us at cleveland.com slash OSU. College Football Survivor Show, my national show twice a week. Both episodes now free. Listen to that wherever you listen to Buckeye Talk, College Football Survivor Show. This is across the generations. This, I think, is is big. Um, it's these these deep family connections from the 440. It's a father and son tradition. This person sent in a picture of them, their dad, and their grandfather. It's 221 years of Buckeyes from Dublin. My dad bought our first color TV for the Super Softs versus USC and OJ in the 1968 Rose Bowl. First color TV, you bought it to watch the Super Softs versus USC in the Rose Bowl. Three generations of Buckeyes. Can you imagine a better reason in 1968 to buy a TV? Unbelievable. Let's do more family stuff here. Family connections are real for you guys. My love uh, rant is simple from the 615. A passion for Buckeye football is the scarlet and gray thread running deep through my family tapestry. For as long as I can remember, Buckeye football has been a huge part of my fall, along with my parents, my siblings, my wife, and now my kids, both OSU grads. My earliest memories include the thrill of meeting Archie Griffin at a local church and getting an autograph, the despair of the number one Buckeyes being upset by Michigan State, and hiding behind the couch to work through my emotions as a distraught six-year-old Buckeye fan. My mom and dad would go to a game each year, and I would look through the game program until it was nearly worn out. I remember the thrill of finally getting to go to the shoe in person in 1980 to see the Buckeyes play Illinois, a 49-42 win. Fast forward to my life as a dad, rocking the house with the Tabittle CD on game days to get the whole family, including the dog, fired up. I'll never forget going to the game, uh, the game in 2014, including a pregame Waffle House meal, watching from the front row behind the Michigan bench with my son and celebrating with my daughter, then a student afterwards. Today, we have a constant Buckeye game day text thread going the uh, for the entire family, sharing excitement, frustration, and humor throughout the game. We, of course, share Buckeye talk insights along the way, too. Thank you. I lost my dad in 2021, and Buckeye games and discussions always connect me back to him, to my brothers, and so many great memories. It is special to know that memory-building experiences will continue thanks to a shared passion for Buckeye football with the people that I cherish. These family connections through whole families, right? Through whole families. Um, I have some stuff here about moms and dads and grandfathers, but the generational stuff is unbelievable. My dad handed the Buckeyes to me around 1972 at age five while we lived in all places, Buckeye, California. 
It has been a lifelong passion. My first game at the shoe, I went with him and my brother to the 96 Michigan game that we lost because of the slip. However, I gained a lifelong cherished memory when he showed me where he took his mark in the stadium running in the state mile finals in 1949 or 50. When we could talk about nothing, we could talk about the Buckeyes. This is another theme we have coming up. I handed this passion over to my sons in Annapolis, Maryland, a little less than 20 years ago. They now never miss a big game with me, even though they are being pulled a million ways as 20 and 17-year-old young men. This past season, we all went to the Maryland game together and had a wonderful time. More memories for us all. This Buckeye passion connects the generations, hearts, minds, and family throughout the year. It makes me anxious for a day, sometime down the road, that grandchildren will get the passion. You want those grandchildren to get that same thing, right? Which is why I hit the treadmill most mornings, just to see another season, share it with my boys, and perhaps one day their children. OH from the 410. Love it, love it, love it through the generations. I know a lot of you out there are passing this on right now. It was passed on to you. Now you're passing it on to your kids. Scott from Westerville, great topic. Even though I've always been a lifelong Buckeye fan, 2014 was such a special year for me personally. My second child was born roughly a week, roughly a week before the game. Coincidentally enough, my mother-in-law locked into tickets. Given this would be my first time experiencing the Ohio State-Michigan game in person, my wife was a good sport with a week-year-old and gave me a hall pass. I got to witness JT's devastating injury, the beginning of Cardale's meteoric rise, and all the emotion in the shoe that day around Costa Cara, George. Fast forward to January, and I was able to take my older son with me to the national championship celebration back at the shoe. It was his first time, and we were even able to go down to the field after the festivities to take pictures. It was an amazing experience to share with him. One of those picks on the 50-yard line is still the wallpaper on the old iPhone. I wouldn't trade those memories for anything. Even the entire day spent with my mother-in-law. Mother-in-law joke. But in all seriousness, in instances such as these, sports can truly serve to bring us together. Love passing it on to the kids. Uh, more big family stuff here. Been a lifelong Buckeye fan. My first memories of Ohio State football date back to radio broadcasts that I listened to when I was 10 in 1965 with my dad, generally in the car on the way home from pheasant hunting in Northeast Ohio. When I went to law school at Ohio State, I regularly attended Buckeye football and basketball games with my dad. I'll never forget watching Ohio State beat Alabama on the way to the national championship with my dad on a 50-inch projection TV. I got to watch football. I have fond memories of watching Ohio State beat Michigan and dad's assisted living apartment with my son and my two oldest grandsons. He's gone, but he was with us this past Thanksgiving as all of my five grandsons, my own son, and my son-in-law watched the Buckeyes play Michigan. Ohio State football is part of our family fabric and is enhanced by our sharing the Buckeyes win or lose. Ohio State is an important part of our lives. That's Doug from the 419. It's a great family story. Great family story. From the 281, this is um, Pat in Melissa, Texas. The thing I love most about Ohio State football are the calls with my brother before, during, and after games and throughout the offseason. While I didn't attend Ohio State, he did. He's a class of 63 graduate. We are 24 years apart in age. His son, my nephew, was the same age as me, and we graduated from the same high school together. Sadly, my brother's son, his wife, and two small children were killed in a car wreck in 2014. That terrible event brought my brother and I closer in recent years. I like to think this has allowed me to fill a void in his life, having lost a son. Fortunately, we are moving close to where he lives in a couple months. I'm already looking forward to the 2023 football season, knowing the two of us will be watching games together in person. 
Good times ahead. Thanks for allowing me to share this. Go Bucks. That's Pat. Thoughts to your brother, but uh, that's what that's what sports can do. We know that. That's what sports can do. We all know it. I think I'll always remember this past season. My son is seven and just now starting to understand the game. We were able to watch every game together, and he was able to cheer and groan at appropriate times rather than being upset he couldn't watch cartoons. He loves Marvin Harrison and Cade Stovert and asks weekly, did CJ get picked? Also, he, the Peach Bowl sparked some fandom in my wife. We're both Ohio State alums, but she never got into football. Still not sure how that's possible. She and I had a great Atlanta vacation, capped by the game. She had so much emotion during the game and was surprisingly sadder than me. Her reaction to Steel Chambers' interception will forever be a memorable moment in our marriage. Prior to this year, the Buckeyes have been dad's thing. Now it's a family thing. How about that? That's RC in Indy. Now it's a family thing. Love it. A lot of family stuff here to finish this out. We're getting the parents and grandparents in a second. Love the family traditions Ohio State has brought to me as a child and now me as a parent of two young boys. I grew up in Chicago with my dad being from Columbus and was raised an Ohio State fan from early on. Every time fall came around, my dad and I crowded around the TV and between the band, conservative play calling and losing to Michigan in the 90s, it was a connection I share with my dad. Now I have two young sons where I passed down the same tradition on Saturdays watching Ohio State and hitting on Michigan. My first game ever in Ohio Stadium was 95 versus Notre Dame. I got to bring my six-year-old son to this year's Notre Dame game. It was a full circle moment. I love the tradition and family bonding Ohio State football has given me. That's Will from the 847. I love those full circle moments. We get some of those, right? We're like, my parents or grandparents did this for me, and then I did it for somebody else. Like, that's deep stuff from the 505. Ohio State football will always be the entity that augments the relationships I have with my brother and my dad. We grew up with it in our household and my dad grew up with it in his home. I do it in my home with my family. We love each other with all we are, but Buckeye football just adds the extra spice that we all love. Like the spice, like the extra spice. From the 614, I love the memories shared between my family and friends. The way an easy Hour plus long conversation can be brought up about a certain player from our past. Learning the traditions while listening to my grandpa and my dad talk Buckeye football history basically from birth. Waking up on a Saturday when I was a kid and having my dad drive me to football practice with Hang On Sloopy playing on the radio. All these good memories typically followed up with a huge Buckeye win and of course being a 22 year old always beating Michigan. All right, great family stuff. Let's get in to some deeper stuff, especially, especially with especially with parents and grandparents. So I'm going to do grandparents first. I'm saving the, I'm going to save the parents for the end because um, that's like, there's some really deep stuff there. And, and a lot of this is, I mean, it's football, but it's not football. And you know that, right? You know that. This is grandma. Ohio State football provides a connection between me and my grandma. She and my grandpa met at Ohio State in the 50s and they were big football fans. I grew up a a thousand miles away from them, so I didn't see them much as a kid. But since I attended Ohio State as well, she texts me every week about the game and how much she hates our alternate uniforms. She also has given me several Ohio State branded things that were my grandpa's before he passed because she knows how excited he would have been that I graduated from there too. We are having a family reunion this weekend for her 90th birthday. So I will most likely be saving the pods for my seven hour drive to Minneapolis. I'm looking forward to hearing everyone else's anti-rants as well. Six hours of Doug yelling at everybody. Um, how about that? Happy 90th birthday, Grandma. Very cool. Very cool. This is a good... Now, I got some Grandpa stories here. 
What I love about Ohio State is its tradition and its tie-in with the family. I was born in Ohio, but moved to the Washington, D.C. area when I was one month old. I had no business being an Ohio State fan, except that I was raised at Buckeye by my family. I guess that's in my blood. My grandfather went to Ohio State, the first in his family to go to college as the son of German immigrants, as did my parents, who met at Ohio State. The last day I spent with my grandfather was a cold, gray day when I was visiting Columbus. I flew in, picked up my grandfather, and we drove down to Ohio Stadium as he wanted to see the stadium construction. He was an engineer and was interested in the renovation. We walked around the stadium with stud- while studying the construction, sharing memories of games past, stories about the stadium, and Ohio State. He told me the story about how, as a kid, he snuck in the stadium at the southeast corner the morning of home games and hid amongst the trash cans until the, st- the crowd started coming in. He couldn't afford to buy a ticket, but he had to see the Buckeyes. I feel so fortunate to this day to have shared that last day together as he passed a few days later. He took me on my first trip to Ohio Stadium and I took him on his last. Now in the plaza behind the south end of the stadium, there is a brick on the very southeast corner with his name very near the spot where he snuck in the stadium to see the Buckeyes. And each game, my brother and I clean and rub that brick. I also take a photo of it each game and text it to my parents. It's a tradition. Grandfather took you for your first. You took your grandfather for his last. What's better than that? It's better than that. From the 567. Growing up in Ohio, I was born into a family where my father and brother were Michigan fans. And my mother was a Michigan fan. Well, my mother was a Michigan State fan. Sorry. So it's father and brother Michigan Mother Michigan State, and my grandfather was the only Ohio State fan in the family. He and my grandma basically raised me, and he taught me what it is to be a Buckeye fan, and I've loved them ever since. I'm now 31, but when I was a kid, I used to watch games in his basement, and he had his own Buckeye room. And now 20 years later, we've come full circle, and I have my own family and my own Buckeye room. And we watched games together this past season. I had a picture of my dad, and when I was younger, and my dad had put me in a Michigan sweater. You, you're young, you're with your dad, you're in a Michigan sweater. My grandfather told me many years later when I was looking for it to show my wife that he had, that he had thrown it in the fireplace. So grandpa's burning the photos of the young Michigan fan because he made you a Buckeye fan. Grandpa's, grandpa's man, grandpa's are crazy, aren't they good? From the 304, I love Ohio State football. It's become a part of my life. Looking back at how it all started, I have my grandfather to thank. When I first started showing interest in college football, he guided me through the sport sharing with me his Ohio State experiences as a fan. In the beginning, I think it was more of me trying to be close to the man I admired. But my fandom would eventually grow to be as strong on its own. The last game I got to share with him before he passed was the 2014 championship game. By far my happiest sports moment. I hope that one day I can share Ohio State moments with my son. In addition to all of this, my lifelong friend is a hardcore Michigan fan. Thanks, Roger from Athens. So... Great connections to grandparents. And now let's do some connections to parents. Because there's, there's some real stuff here. There's some real stuff here. Some of this is, it's the thing that makes you tighter with your parents. And for some of you, it's like the only thing you can talk about with your parents. Ohio State football helped produce a bond between my father and me that sitting here today continues to bring tears to my eyes. From the first game we attended together, the 77 loss to Oklahoma, to the last game we watched before his passing, the crushing 15 loss to Michigan State, the Buckeyes meant so much more than the final score. They meant time together. They meant celebrating, anguishing, and connecting. They meant fun during difficult times as a kid, spending Saturdays together just me and my dad. 
It may sound goofy, but it's true. I love the Buckeyes most for the opportunities they provided that I now share with my family. Thanks for asking, Doug. That's our guy, Shelby in Fort Myers. I mean, that's what it's for. At its best, that's what it's for. At its best, that's what it's for. Doug, this is Tom from the 919. I've been a fan of the Buckeyes since I was a kid 50 years ago. My dad went to Ohio State and so did I. And we listened to games on the radio, watched the replays on Ohio State's TV channel, and later watched the games when they began to be televised nationally. Saturday was always a family day. And every fall seemed to be centered on the Buckeyes. The Bruce years were so-so. The Cooper one's terrible. And since Trestle, I really should have no complaints as a fan because by and large, it's great to be a Buckeye. My dad is still alive and we still watch the games together. And it is an anchor point for our relationship. Whatever the daily trauma, we can always talk about the Buckeyes, good or bad. And even while losing to Michigan stings, being a Buckeye football fan is a year-long pleasure and treat. I am already looking at the roster, trying to figure out who will play, who will transfer, who they will recruit, etc. I can't imagine being a fan of a different program. If the Buckeyes didn't exist, I wouldn't follow football of any kind. Thanks for listening. Again, that's Tom in the 919. Good dad connection. This is connecting to a dad who's gone now. And again, this for the people who are gone and you have these memories that keep them alive, it's tremendous. This is Z from the 904. Things I love about being an Ohio State fan is how my relationship with my father Started with me watching games with him as a kid, and as an adult, first thing we talked about on the phone would be the latest Ohio State news. This past season was my first season without him, but between this great season and Doug's ramblings, it felt like he was still here watching and cheering. Love the pod. Go Buckeyes. Appreciate that. Um, we, we 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 hear this from people, right? That this is the thing, this is like the number one thing that you talk about with your mom or your dad. I've been a Buckeye fan since I was five. Never got to go to a game until I went to school there in 74. We would watch the Bucks play when they were televised, but this was back in the 60s, so most of my memories were listening on the radio while my dad and I raked leaves. Bowl games were always great to get to see them on TV, especially when they were in the Rose Bowl, which was the only bowl that we could play in for a while. That and the Michigan game were some wonderful and awful memories. My dad and I, and now my boys and my daughter, all bond following college football. None of them went to Ohio State since we now live in North Carolina, but they are all Buckeye fans. My favorite place in the South to eat is a Mangiano's at Hilton Head, South Carolina that is owned by Buckeye fans. In the men's bathroom, there's a Michigan logo on the bottom of the to- <laughs> on the bottom of the toilet. Maybe others of you have gone to that restaurant in uh, Hilton Head and uh, enjoyed the good and the bad. Uh, the food and the bathroom. From the 706, Ohio State football helped me get over the separation that my mom and dad went through when I was in middle school. Right? So Ohio, like Ohio State football is always there for you? That's like a thing. There's too much I love about Ohio State football to fit into words. The Buckeyes are mine and my dad's favorite team. Any sport or level of play. We live about five hours apart now, but every year since I went away for college, we have met in person for the first game of the season, the Michigan game and the bowl game. Every other game, we are texting and or calling each other nearly every TV timeout. We'd still be close even without Ohio State, but the passion and love for this team, win or lose, brings my dad and me closer. Whenever I see the Scarlet jerseys, my my first thought will always be him. That's Parker in West Virginia. Love that. So sometimes, right, if it's a good bond, it can strengthen it, right? If it's a good bond, it can strengthen it. If 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 you're having some trouble, it can save it maybe. Unfortunately, I did not attend Ohio State as a school. Uh, Excuse me. I did not attend Ohio State as school was not my strong suit. 
My father was born and raised in Columbus, and almost the entire side of his family still resides in Obets. From my earliest memory, Ohio State was preached into my being. I have baby pictures and Buckeye gear, and I can remember as a six-year-old vividly Willis McGahee breaking his leg to Claret Strip later in the majority of the O2 national title game. Although I'm not born in Ohio and did not go there, the Buckeyes meant the world to me. I am the third son in my family, and everyone played three sports, so I grew up with a passion for sports. Baseball, football, basketball. Sports were at the core of our childhoods, and football meant the most, especially cheering on the Bucks. I don't talk to my dad much anymore, but we still connect over the Buckeyes. It's weird to be in an estranged relationship with a parent, but to have something to connect, have something to connect on means the world to me. You're estranged except for the Buckeyes. I live and die with the Bucks. I listen to 10 plus hours of podcast content weekly on them, plus my reading. I will always be grateful my father was born a Buckeye and pass that on to me as I will to my children. How firm thy friendship. Go Bucks, Seth and Denver. So estranged, but the Bucks are still there. Pretty good. My dad, mom, and I watched Ohio State games from when I was five. They were so excited when I decided to go to Ohio State in 1975, the first in our family to attend college. I was able to secure two season tickets for my parents from friends who did not want to attend games. So my parents attended all Buckeye home games while I was in college. It was such a special time for us that I will cherish forever. After I graduated, I moved to Dallas, and I'm now in San Francisco. I spoke to my parents almost every day, and often the topic was the Buckeyes. My dad passed several years ago, and my mom passed this past year. I miss those daily conversations with them so much, especially right before and after Buckeyes games. I think that is part of the reason I signed up as a texter. It's nice to have the daily banter again. I so enjoy texting with my nephews in Cleveland about the Buckeyes, as they are huge fans, although not every day. I enjoy the pod and appreciate the text more than you know. You guys do a great job. Pat in San Francisco. So I like it when people are gone and there's something that you love that reminds you of them. Because don't we all want those reminders? Don't we all want those reminders? We do. We want to remember the good things. From the 419, I love the band and how the band bonded my brother and I with our dad. Plain and simple, my dad owned all the band's albums on vinyl. And when the Buckeyes would score, he would put the stereo speakers on in the front windows and blast the Buckeye battle cry. My brother and I learned the words to I want to go back to Ohio State when OSUM Blues first recorded it. After my dad passed away in 2015, we had a visitation for him. And at the end of the day, my mom, brother, and I sang that song to him in his casket. I'm not crying. Is someone cutting onions in here? The next year at the Nebraska game, my brother Adam and I took some of my dad's ashes to Buckeye Grove and spread them at Archie's trees and sang, I want to go back one more time for Big J. Through it all, the band has always been the constant, and I will always love to biddle for that. That's Eric in Finley. Sent a photo. Loved it. Sent a photo of, of the family, and um, it's really good. It's really good. This is about the Michigan game and Dad. I haven't lived in Columbus for more than 45 years, but my parents still do. My dad is an Ohio State alum, and I grew up going to the games as a kid. That was back in the Woody days. Now my dad is 87 and has cancer. But he still loves the Buckeyes, and I do too. This year, I drove up from South Carolina, and we watched the Michigan game together. It was great to be back in the heart of Buckeye Nation for the game, and it was great to be with my dad. The game didn't turn out the way we had hoped, but we made one more Buckeye memory together. It was worth the drive from the 864. Love the anti-rant idea from the 847. I was born in Dayton in the late 60s. My dad went to grad school at Ohio State and loved football. My earliest memories were watching them in the Rose Bowl. My dad and I have not always gotten along, but we always had the Buckeyes. 
At times, it was the only civil conversation we could have. The third Saturday in November was a special day. No matter where we were, my family would make sure we were watching and help celebrate or drown sorrows. Even today, with my two brothers and I in our 50s and my dad approaching 90, we still share that love for this team. They have brought so much love to this family. I remember being on the phone with my brother during the 97 Rose Bowl. That win does not happen without us. David Boston does not make that catch. Lots of heartbreaks, but so much joy. Love this team and always will. It's from the 847. This one is uh, a crazy one about mom who has passed on. This is unbelievable. Hey, Doug, Mike from the 646. My grandfather was a high school football coach and Big Ten football and basketball ref for 30 years. His only child, my mom, knew football as well as anyone I've met. Graduated from the school up north and was a rabid Wolverine fan. We went to the 68 Buckeye team up north game together, 24-12 Supersofts, and a couple after that, and some of the best memories of my life are us pummeling each other in the stands during those games. I was all of 11 at the time, and I've spent the last 50 years obsessed. The high point of my year, although not lately, is beating those guys, looking up at the sky, and saluting mom with a particular finger. And I know she's looking down and laughing, and in the case of the last two years, giving it right back to me. Buckeyes forever. That is a... That is a tremendous mom bond and memory. Flipping off your mom and her flipping you back from the heavens. Unbelievable. This is Mike and Wheaton. Doug talks often about the Buckeyes and family. My parents met at Ohio State in 1966. I was born in 1967. My dad lived through the Supersofts as a student. My grandmother got an accounting degree from Ohio State in the 30s. We moved from Columbus when my dad graduated when I was three. We came back for games and for close to 50 years, it was something that united us. Dad passed in 2013 at Christmas. My dad eventually moved back to Columbus and got a master's degree and became a high school teacher and girls basketball coach. We spoke every weekend and often during the games, and I would visit often. So 2014 is the year of the title. I traveled for work and was in Minneapolis for the game in January. I looked up the Ohio State Alumni Bar and went. I knew no one, but was with 200 of my closest friends. I was at a high top table talking about how we became fans and the one guy asked my dad's name in the year he graduated from St. Charles and I told him and he proceeded to tell me about the Hartley versus St. Charles game where my dad got a flanker reverse and the guy I was talking with was playing linebacker and had him dead to rights and my dad faked it, it faked a cut and the linebacker, this guy, fell down and my dad scored a touchdown. This was the first season after my dad died. And they won the national title that night. Buckeye football is family to me. Talking to the guy your dad faked out at an Ohio State sports bar in Minneapolis, watching them win the national title months after your dad died. What, like, what is that? How do we get moments like that in our lives without sports? It's, that's unbelievable to me. This one's great. They're all great. My parents immigrated to the United States from India in the 50s. My dad did undergrad at MIT, got a PhD from Columbia, and worked for Nestle in Syracuse before getting transferred to Marysville, Ohio in the late 50s. My father loved America. We used to travel to every American history site from Little Bighorn to Gettysburg to World War II recreations to Wilmington, North Carolina. He was looking for that Americana in Marysville and found it in Ohio State football. My father was so passionate about the Ohio State game Every year, he would make this amazing ham for the Michigan game, and we could only eat it if we won the game. I came of age right after Archie graduated, so my first memories were seeing this ham go in the trash. 
in 76, 77, and 78, till we finally got those suckers in 79. To this day, the greatest meal of my life. On the 4th of July, D-Day, Pearl Harbor Day, whatever, if you weren't outside for the raising of the American flag at precisely 745, there was going to be a reckoning. This dad loved America, man. That's awesome. And that passion turned to Ohio State. Woody Hayes was like a surrogate father. So much so, my parents took me to his memorial service. Meeting Woody Hayes in 1985 was life-changing. We were at an FCA event at the Ohio State Golf Course, and I got a stomachache and had to sit out. And over a hill comes a golf cart. It's Woody Hayes being driven around by his assistant. He stops and asks me while I'm, why I'm sitting out, and he proceeded to spend 45 minutes with me discussing Emerson, Thoreau, and the importance of paying it forward. What is happening? These stories are unbelievable. One more quick break. We'll wrap it up here on Buckeye Talk. All right, Doug back. So this has turned into story time, and, and it's different. And I hope you guys like it. The thing about this format that I like is sometimes like when you do like live radio call-in shows, you never know if like the caller's going to be any good or they're going to go off topic or they're going to be boring or whatever. And this, it's like you guys send in these stories and I picked the best ones. I, well over 100 plus of these. And I picked I picked almost all of them because they were so good. I, I mean, I can't get to every, every, every single one. But I like sending them in and being able to see them first and then reading them back to you guys. I always stumble over the words every now and then, but uh, I hope it still conveys it, your feelings, even though you're not saying it yourselves, right? So we're going to wrap up um, with a couple more things here. This one, again, there's a lot of band stuff, and I think I've talked about my younger daughter's love of marching band, and, and like that's her connection to football and how great that is. From the 614, I love the long-term bonds forged within this program. My wife and I met in a band almost 30 years ago, and we'll be celebrating our 25th anniversary this summer. I can easily name two dozen other band marriages, which have lasted at least 15 years, and I have to think really hard to come up with one that didn't last. When we gather for alumni band, hundreds of people return to campus, and it feels like we're picking up right where we left off last time we were together. Ohio State forges bonds that last a lifetime. And we all still feel connected to the university decades later. They have done an excellent job moving forward while still holding on to enough traditions to make alumni feel connected to what is happening today. For me, those connections are centered around the band, but it's not exclusive to the band. So I, I love that. I love that. And again, like a lot of first game stories, this was one growing up in Dayton. I've been very fortunate to attend many games in the shoe, but I will never forget my very first Ohio State game, game I believe in 77 or 78. It was against Purdue, so Ohio State won big. I remember to this day my dad coming into my room when I woke up and telling me we were going to the Ohio State game. I was obviously excited beyond belief, but nervous because I had no Ohio State gear. I did have a Bengals jacket. My dad told me if you were if you wear that, they will know you are an Ohio State fan. I've been a huge fan ever since. That's Todd, right? You can feel that moment. You can feel yourself being a teenager and your dad walking into the room and saying, we're going to the Ohio State game feel that as an adult pretty cool from the 408 i love the buckeyes and that includes the people who are a part of them almost no matter what i know it's not popular but i love these guys even the ones who fail i was devastated for noah ruggles after that kick i was sad matt barnes didn't work out and left for memphis i was bummed about ed warner in 2015 it stinks that tyreek johnson didn't light up the world and become a first round corner they were and are buckeyes and i've got nothing but love for the buckeyes and those guys that's Dan in California. I like that, right? And I and I was just telling my wife up the other night, sometimes I use the phrase former Buckeyes and people get on me. And I just mean like, well, they're not currently on the team, but people will say there's no such thing as a former Buckeye. Once a Buckeye, always a Buckeye. 
right? This is Mike in India. I love this topic. I grew up in Northeast Ohio, but was never really a diehard until I moved to Indiana for college. I was surrounded by Indiana and Purdue fans all the time and basically just made it my mission to be the biggest Buckeye fan they had ever seen. Again, this is like the anti-other people reason for being a Buckeye. Since then, my fandom has continued, and my family and I love talking about the games and watching them together when we can. We always get together with Thanksgiving weekend on Saturday, and I've made it tradition to watch Ohio State versus Michigan together. And since we don't get to see each other as much, that Ohio State-Michigan game is even more fun when we are together. Uh, this was our guy, Evan in Oregon. I love all the goofy college football memorabilia my family has collected over the years. Here are a few. An Ohio State foam brick my uncle uses to throw at the TV in disgust. A huge foam Tostitos tortilla hat from the O2 National Championship. Those things are ridiculous. A Craig Krenzel signed Blue Jackets ticket. We had nothing else for him to sign. Things like these have so much nostalgia for me. What's the weirdest Ohio State branded item you guys have seen? I'm sure plenty of fans have odd stuff. Evan in Oregon. And then he sent me a picture of, of young Evan wearing the big, weird Tostitos weird hat. And it is weird, man. But I like those weird things. If like someone who's not a fan would be like, why do you have that thing? And it's like, I don't know. Like, it matters to me. From the 609, this is an interesting one. I love how it's normal to have a black quarterback at Ohio State. And they are all different types, not just running quarterbacks. This certainly, I mean, has been a long run. And again, we just had a Super Bowl. It was the first Super Bowl with two black quarterbacks, Patrick Mahomes and Jalen Hurts. And you had people like Doug Williams, who was the first black quarterback in the Super Bowl, saying this still matters, right? It still matters. This is still a thing that, that, that people care about because it's still something that, you know, it, it's there are still players. I think sometimes there certainly was a tradition of great black players being shifted to positions other than quarterback. We see now that's not the case anymore. But black quarterbacks still mean something to people. When you think about Ohio State, from Troy Smith to Terrell Pryor to Braxton Miller to J.T. Barrett to Cardale Jones to Dwayne Haskins to Justin Fields to C.J. Stroud, it has been just coincidentally like an unbelievable tradition. You know, we all know it goes back to Cornelius Green in the 70s and Woody going and recruiting him out of Washington, D.C., Rudy Hubbard getting him out of Washington, D.C. as the first black assistant for Ohio State. But that's that's a thing that can really mean something to a lot of people, and Ohio State absolutely um, has been at the forefront of that. All right, this is the last couple for friends, right? Sometimes you just want to hang with your friends. This is Jim in Perrysburg. One of my first Ohio State football memories was watching Woody punch that dude in the late 70s. Living in Northwest Ohio, we had to choose between Michigan and Ohio State. To this day, I still don't understand why a few of the kids chose Michigan. Traitors. Most of my good friends are Ohio State fans, and many get-togethers are centered around games. I fill my barn most game days with friends, and we watch the Bucks and enjoy our long friendships. More than anything, that's why the games are so important to me. A chance to see friends. And at a Bucks game, we always bring them over. No, a Bucks game will always bring them over. It's like, hey, you want to come over to the barn? Uh, I don't know. So, well, that's for the Ohio State game. Oh, no, now I'll come. It's like the bat signal, says Jim in Perrysburg. Ohio State uh, games are the bat signal to get people into the barn. This is, again, like an alumni thing. Every year, a group of alumni swimmers pick a game and throw a big tailgate. It's the one time a year we can all get together, catch up, and reminisce. We are all living in different states and countries now, so that one weekend means the world to some of us. You gain friends for life from college athletics and college in general. 
It's easy to forget just how great your friends are, but just as easy to jump right back into it as if we never left. Ohio State football provides us that opportunity, and we are grateful. That's from the 937. Last couple. This one I love. From the 703. One thing I love about being an Ohio State fan, I grew up and I'm currently living in Virginia, and there were never any Ohio State fans around me that were my age. When I was 15 in the summer of 2014, a family moved into the area, and both of the parents were OSU alums, and they had a son around my age. I remember watching the 14 season together and watching Ohio State beat Bama and Oregon in the playoffs. Now fast forward nine years, and he is going to be the best man in my wedding this upcoming August. So you're living in Virginia, no Ohio State fans around, an Ohio State family moves in nearby, and now that kid of that Ohio State family is going to be the best man in your wedding. How good is that? All right, let's wrap up with this. From the 6-5-0, it's our guy Jackson. I love that Ohio State football brings folks together. A few years back, my dad was in North Carolina for business, and his driver had a huge Buckeye National Championship ring on. It looked like it might be a player's ring, so Dad asked if the driver, who was an older gentleman, had played. The driver, Robert, said he had not, but he was a lifelong fan, and it was his dream to see the Buckeyes play in the horseshoe. Dad shared that I worked for Ohio State, and we could definitely make that happen. If Robert could get to Columbus, we'd take care of the rest. Robert reached out that fall and asked if he and his son, RJ, could come join us for a game. We invited them up to stay and proceeded to treat them to what we felt was a quintessential game day experience. Tailgating on campus, walking down Lane Avenue, visiting the Skull Session, getting in early to see the band. That was the 2017 Penn State game, which, as we know, ended up being one of the most dramatic and thrilling in-game persons ever. Robert and RJ got to be there to see the fans storm the field and hear the victory bell ring on a brisk October night. Robert said it was the third best day of his life following his wedding and the birth of RJ. RJ and I remain friends and text every game day. Jackson. So that is the power of Ohio State football. You guys listening know that. You've experienced it firsthand. You will continue to experience it. And we'll get back to rants. There's plenty to complain about. I got some stuff. Plenty to complain about. But sometimes it's nice to step back and remember why you love this thing because nobody starts to love a team to complain nobody says you know what let me choose a team because they are underachieving because they fail now maybe because your family loves them or they're the team nearby or you like their colors you do pick a team that underachieves or fails but i don't know that failure is the driving motivation though let me find the worst team i can find and root for them because they're bad because I want to root for them from the ground up. And so when they win, I'll really be a part of it. Do people do that? Would someone do that? No. You do it because you want joy. And then in the process of joy, sometimes they make you mad, which is why we rant. But also sometimes we want to step back and remember what you guys love about it the most. So thanks to everybody who shared why they love Ohio State football and why they love being a fan of the Buckeyes. Plenty of other pods planned this week. Sorry we did not have a Tuesday pod. We'll still get you five pods this week, I think. I got some stuff percolating. So we'll have some interesting stuff. But And I'm, and I'm sorry this didn't happen on Valentine's Day. But I still I hope you had a great Valentine's Day with, uh, with yourself, with a loved one, with your family, with your friends. Whatever you did on Valentine's Day, I hope it was great. And I hope this helped you remember uh, why you love Ohio State and Ohio State football. 
We'll catch you guys soon. For now, I'm Doug Maurice, and that was Buckeye Talk.